guys happy monday night here on the 40 minutes basketball network tim dandrew here as always with ben brown and josh hayes and guys obviously we are coming off of super bowl sunday so we are center stage now for about i know there's baseball in like six weeks but let's just be real we're center stage to like june oh yeah oh yeah no doubt about it basketball reigns supreme baby somebody's like pitchers and catchers report until i'm like nobody gives a crap (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're not the New York uh, Mets, no one cares about pitchers and catchers. Reports. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we got the time. We got the place. We're here. Uh, what did you guys think yesterday? Um, I know it was a game that was very legendary. I know a lot of people were very, very stoked about it. Um, and once again, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs so happen to get a lucky call that wouldn't be called in the middle of the game, but gets called in the fourth quarter to get field goal range to win the game. But what did you guys think of the game? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. First half, I didn't I watch the single up, down, so I was like, first half, I I completely was putting up a ceiling fan in my uh, bedroom, so nice. I missed complete. We stopped that project, which we got everything done. We just had to flip the power on. My wife goes, "Hey, Rihanna's doing halftime. You want to go watch that?" I'm like, sure. She's like, uh, we're gonna eat some wings. Cool, sounds good. So we got wings. Watched Rihanna. Um, I watched a little bit of the third, watched a little bit of the fourth. Um, I, it, it's, I guess it's just hard for me to get into a game where I, I just didn't have any rooting interest. Um, Same. So, uh, but overall, from what I've seen, the clips, I heard it was a really good game. I heard Jalen Hurts played really well. He would have been the MVP if they won. Um, I heard people complain about the call. I heard the guy said the call was legit, uh, you know, so – it, it is what it is, man. Um, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. Um, he's a he's a very good player. Um, I, I do think that that there is a group of uh, group of teams that'll be back in that same position next year. So, um, you know, I I don't know. I I really didn't have an impression anyway on the game. Um, I just I really honestly didn't didn't pay attention to it enough to have a have an opinion. Um. Kind of with you, Ben, it's it's really hard to watch a Super Bowl when, like, you don't have any investment in it. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, having kids and your kids are fans of certain players. Mm-hmm. Um, like, both of my kids are huge Jalen Hurts fans. Um, and for people who don't know his story and, like, what happened to him in college, to see him being a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, and then on top of it, if if the Eagles win that game, Jalen Hurts goes down as maybe one of the greatest Super Bowl performances of all time. Like yeah. he balled out of his mind. Um, and he had this one random blemish where he fumbled with nobody touching him or anything, and they got picked up and ran back for a touchdown. It was like the only mistake he made all game. And it was like the most awkward exchange of a football ever. Um 
Buddy bounced right back, got his team into the game, went down, got a two-point conversion, tied it up. And uh, I think what what happened at the end of the game was the call was legit as far as what it was. And I think what everybody is upset about is that from a fan standpoint, like you had this phenomenal football game going on, right? Tie ball game, little over two minutes left. And then a penalty like changes the trajectory of the end of the game. So instead of the Chiefs having to kick a field goal and letting Philly have the ball back, they got to run the clock down and kick a field goal and win the game. And I think everybody wanted to see like, because Hertz played so well, What's going to happen if he gets the ball back? Can they drive down and score and win the game? And I think, like, that penalty just kind of deflated, like, the moment. So, to speak, as a fan watching the game, you were like, gotcha. man, like, I get it was a foul. Like, did you really have to call it, though? Like, you know, like, eh, like, just let them play. Like, up to that point, there was only, like, eight or nine penalties called the whole game. Right. Um, there was no holding penalties called at all. No. Oh, wow, no passing, really? No pass interference penalties. No holding penalties. Uh, there was an offensive pass interference called. Sorry. Um, but, like, Jalen Hurts was dropped. Uh, no, it was on the Eagles uh, on a screen okay. pass. Uh, but Jalen Hurts was dropping dimes all over the field. I mean, he threw some passes that I didn't even know he could make. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other take I got out of it was, you know, people were like, oh, you know, Everybody always thinks you have to win games by stats. And, like, Mahomes literally played the perfect football game, only throwing for 182 yards. Yeah. He made plays that he needed to. He really is hurt. I know people think he's – like, you can tell he's hurt. I wouldn't be shocked if that that high ankle sprain ends up becoming a surgery after the season. Yeah, those are no joke. Yeah. I, uh, those are definitely no joke. I'll say this out of the game before we get into some conversation. Um, I think we need to change the narrative on who the two best quarterbacks were in the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, it's Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, and Justin Herbert does not belong with those two. All right, let's talk basketball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> statement so, made. Guys, the first impressions are here now. We've had a couple, we've had a game or two for just about each team that made some big moves um, over the weekend. Where you know, so I want to kind of touch real quick, get some of your guys' thoughts on that. The Lakers and Warriors obviously had the big game Saturday night. They were the primetime game. Well, we were all kind of in the air of what was going to happen with the whole James Wiseman, Gary Payton second trade, and all that dilemma. Um, while that was going on, Gary Payton during the Lakers game, Gary Payton to second walks out to like to the seats with Bob Myers. You're like, all right, that trade's happening. You know, you're like that's right. that's a that's a done dealio. Um, but. I uh, want to kind of go through a few different things here, kind of get your guys' thoughts on a few players. I could only fit these three necessarily, but I really thought D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt looked really good in their Lakers debut. I think mm-hmm. they'll fit really well with LeBron and AD. Um, well, AD wasn't necessarily very good this game offensively, like at all, but made some huge plays on the stretch defense. But Jared Vanderbilt like looks like the perfect player for what they need off the bench. Um, Malik Beasley looked pretty decent. Uh, on the Brooklyn th- side of things, I thought, even, you know, I know they lost a close game to Philly. I thought Mikhail Bridges looked awesome. I think that he's going to be so good there. I think he's going to be an all-star in Brooklyn. He's definitely the best player on the team now. Um, yeah. And then yesterday in Boston, you know, they played they played Memphis yesterday at the Garden. And I thought Mike Muscala looked really comfortable in his role there. Uh, coming off the bench as the backup five. It had 10 points, I think six rebounds. 
And then Josh Hart looked pretty darn good too in his Knicks debut. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of say, like, I really liked what we saw from a lot of these teams that made trades and what they got going. So I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on anything that jumped out to you particularly, what you might have thought on the new players particular that were moved at the trade deadline, because we obviously haven't seen Durant play yet. Right. Well, I, I think this is the first time I felt like I felt like everybody who traded got what they needed. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, the Lakers needed needed a, a solid point guard in D'Angelo Russell. They needed a guy that'd be able to come off the bench. Uh, they needed some complimentary guys with AD um, and, and AD and LeBron, and I think they got that. Um, Westbrook tried, and actually Westbrook did a really good job of being the bench guy. Um, but I, I think there was some internal turmoil there where, you know, he was causing issues in the locker room or maybe with Darvin Ham from what it came out to be. Um, so they had to get rid of him. Patrick Beverly never was a great fit. Patrick Beverly is a guy like, you, you know, he's going to hustle. He's going to play defense, but he never was a guy that was going to win them games. So now I think they've got, they brought some guys in there that they can, um, actually, you know, help you win games, do some things, get some beat productive, and also on top of that, be complimentary to AD um, and LeBron. So that move, I think, is going to work out well. Um, you know, like you said, Josh Hart, the move to the Knicks. Like, I never had faith in the Knicks anyway, but Josh Hart is a good move. He played really well. Um, you know, the, Mus- the Muscala fit with the Celtics, I think, is really good because I think they needed a um, – a big coming off the bench. So I think that's a good fit. Boston didn't need much, um, but what they got is going to help them going to help them uh, win games. So um, the really interesting one is going to be the KD and Phoenix to see how that looks. Uh, they had pictures of him practicing today uh, with, with the Suns. So that'll be interesting to see how that all fits with Devin Booker and Chris Paul and Kevin Durant all on the floor together. Um, It'll, it'll be interesting to see that. Um, but other than that, I think everybody in the trades got got what they were looking for in the trades, except for – well, not except for, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how this Gary Payton the second thing works out with him, I guess, having an, an injury. The, the, you know, yeah, the like trade almost being muscle. Voided. Yeah, the trade almost being voided. Now it's not voided. They wanted to work through it. So that'll be interesting to see. We know what Gary Payton II did for them uh, last year and how he fits. So I think that's going to work out as well. Um, I'm going to touch back to the Lakers um, because I'm still having a problem with LeBron not playing. Um, So their first game with some of their guys, they played Golden State and they won. And uh, one of the things I noticed is that you know the guys that they got in the deal when Anthony Davis was on the floor and he was struggling – these other guys stepped up. So uh, in that game, uh, Hachimura had 16. D'Angelo Russell had 15. Jared Vanderbilt had 12 to help with the scoring. And then Schroeder picked up the bulk of it with 26. And then I also noticed that they had um, Lonnie Walker coming off the bench instead of starting. Yeah. uh, Which I Mm -hmm. thought was a little odd. So I don't know if his role changes, um, but I feel like the Lakers now have a good – seven, eight to nine guys that they can rotate in their lineup that are good quality NBA players that that gives them a sustained um, rotation that may allow like LeBron to sit a little bit potentially Mm -hmm. like in these games and not max him out. Um, 
I think they put together a solid enough roster to make a run to get into this play-in. And like I said, that's a team I don't want to play in a play-in game or a seven-game series with those two guys healthy. I don't. I just don't want to see it. Um, All the guys you mentioned, Ben, like you said, uh, Josh Hart's and the the Mascalas and like some of these smaller trades, um, these guys kind of fit their roles pretty good. Uh, looks like we're waiting to see what Jay Crowder is going to do with the Bucks and um, where Russell Westbrook's actually going to go. And yeah, that's Pat an Bev, that's an interesting uh, one. Uh, like we'll get to it. Market. Okay. All right. All right yeah, go we'll ahead. get to it go in ahead, a minute. Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Um, <clears throat> but the interesting one for me, and I always said I don't think this is going to work in the long run. I know everybody thought that Dallas got a good trade value when they got Kyrie in. And I know there was a game that Kyrie played that Luka didn't play that uh, they won. But then uh, I think they played together for the first time when they played the the Kings. And the game before, they won. And then they got to play together and they lost to the Kings. So I'm not sure if they're just trying to figure out, like, who's what, when, where. Um Doncic played 41 minutes. Kyrie played 42 minutes. They were 28 and 27, respectively. Um, I just have a hard time. They're they're very similar of the same player where they got to have the ball in their hands a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be a lot of head button on the floor when those two guys are together. I think they're going to have to figure out a way where they're only on the floor together maybe in the beginning for a little bit and then towards the end, and then they're both – on and off the floor in between their breaks so that they have one dominant guy on the floor around everybody else. So uh, I believe they're two and one with Kyrie um, one and Oh, and one with Luca and Kyrie. So interesting for me to see how that goes moving forward. Did Luca and Kyrie play together when they scored 76 points in the quarter or the half? No. Okay. All right. I, uh, so you mentioned that first game when they played the Clippers. I mentioned it last week on the show, Josh. I thought Kyrie looked awesome. Uh, he did. He yeah, great. didn't he? Like it just like it seemed like he fit so well. He meshed so well with those guys. And then I thought him and Luca looked pretty good. But this is what he came back to in this conversation we've had for a couple of weeks now. I shouldn't say a couple of weeks because the trade's only a week old. Um, but we just kind of always and then we talked about this in our text messages, obviously. But those two together, obviously, you feel pretty good about in a game. It's just everything after that is so up and down. You don't know what you're getting. Um, and that's where I kind of get worried about them. In that case, it's like, okay, so who else is going to step up, especially in a playoff series? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say something to you guys that I absolutely hate saying. And you guys know how much this pains me to say. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are winning the title. <laughs> They're so good. I think you've said this a couple times now. <laughs> In text so messages, so I mean, we've said something, and you were like, "Celtics are winning the title." I yeah, mean, it's been so it's been it's been multiple times that you've <laughs> mentioned it. I mean, I was super worried about their defense at the beginning of the year because they looked atrocious defensively. But I was like, "Well, I'll score everybody. Who cares?" Um, right. Now that Time Lord's back and Marcus Smart's been hurt, and they still have mm. been really good defensively without him. Um, I just have no doubts in them anymore. And even even with Jalen Brown out for a little while. They're going to get him back by April, obviously, uh, is the yep. expectation there. So the uh, the Celtics are going to win the title. 
I think Mike Muscala was just like another nice addition for them. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. he's like the difference maker. It's not like we were one Mike Muscala away from winning the championship. Right. <laughs> but um, he was all we needed. I think that they are just tremendously so good, and I hate to say it, uh, but yeah, I, I'm 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 picking Boston to win the title from here. I do want to kind of also mention. So you talked about Josh. It does sound like I listened to Dave McMenamin today on the Hoop Collective with a uh, Wendy. I guess this LeBron thing is a little bit more accurate than we thought it was. I guess the more or less this, he's got this foot problem and they're saying he's going to be back for Wednesday's game because they want to have him play one more for the all-star game. But I'm with you. If your foot was healthy enough to play three quarters and score 36 points on a, on a monument night, where have you been the rest of the time since then? Cause your foot looked just fine in that game, but um, whatever. So with them, they kind of had this conversation. I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on it because I don't think that this makes them a championship contender by any means. I think it looks really good. Uh, Palinka said that he traded with these guys with the intent of keeping them because right now, if you look at their, their contract situation, they have four players on the books for next year. LeBron, AD, Max Christie, and Jared Vanderbilt. Other than that, it's open game. Uh, we obviously know they wanted Kyrie Irving, and there's a reason they kind of did things the way they did, right? You know? Mm-hmm. So they were doing this with the using the term pre-agency as in we traded to have these guys around, but you know, I think the Angela wrestles a good constellation pressure, not getting Kyrie. So what do you guys mm-hmm. kind of think about how this looks? Because I think the biggest thing that jumped out in that game, and I'm just rambling at this point, just kind of having more no, thoughts in my head, but uh, we mentioned how good Anthony Davis looked in that game defensively. I think they looked good as a whole defensively in that game. And then look, I understand gold state's playing without Curry. Uh, but Jordan Poole went nuts in the fourth quarter. Like he was not missing a thing. Literally, I think he missed one shot in the fourth quarter in that game. And, but defensively, man, the way they adjusted, the way they rotated, it looked like a whole completely different roster defensively. No, I, I would agree with that. I think that I think sometimes uh, I think sometimes the adjustment of of bringing in um, a different energy sometimes helps. Um, and, and I think that that's kind of kind of what that is. Um, I, I think the and I'm, this is not a bash on on Beverly or Westbrook or any of those guys, but I think that um, I think there was something more to it than what we what we know. Um, I don't I don't think that those guys were were a good fit. Um, I think they tried. I think they really tried hard. Um, but now you have some guys that that I think fit what they want to do more, um, and, and I think that it's going to be a. Uh, I think their energy will be a little bit different, a little bit better for the Lakers as far as trying to make this run for this last little push to get to the playing uh, playoff spot. Well, I think that they want the offense to go through Davis. Right. And right. If you look at that game, he took 19 shots, <clears throat> only one three pointer. 19 shots. Now, some of a lot of those shots were contested. Um, he was getting a lot of he was getting a lot of pushback from like Draymond. Uh, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond was playing some really good defense, and yeah, Looney was. was playing some mm-hmm. good defense here and there. Um, but like I said, now you've got guys on the floor that can step up and make shots. Um, you know, Brown, like he's been playing solid. Um, Tim, like you said, Vanderbilt killed it that game. Um, he was all over the place. And I've liked Vanderbilt ever since he was in Minnesota. Like, he's kind of Me a high-energy guy. 
he he gives you he basically gives you what he gives you for your minutes. He he's kind of like another Javel McGee to me, where like you put him in and like you get you get production of him on the floor when he's out there. Good um, you got you know some of these role players they want to hold on to. I don't know. I've never been I've never been as down on D'Angelo Russell as most. Like I think D'Angelo Russell could be a really high end um, role player. Um, he's made an All Star game. I mean, he led the Nets to the playoffs, so you know he's got it in him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's almost like the whole Wiggins thing. Like, where do you where where does your style fit in the NBA for you to be productive on a team? Like, what is your niche? Like, what can you do? You're not you're not a number one. Like, we know you're not that. We don't right. know if you're really a number two. Are you a third? Are you the third wheel on a team? Like, um, yep. So they'll find that niche. Um, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder, we, we laughed. We've been laughing at him for a couple of years because he bet on himself and lost. But like, here he is back with the Lakers doing what he did the first time he was there. Um, we know the guy can ball. I mean, he puts up numbers. Um, just, I just imagine like what would have happened had he had taken the deal the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I think the Lakers have a have a chance to make a run at winning a couple rounds in the playoffs if this team stays healthy. Um, I think when they get into Lord help them if they let Phoenix mesh with each other. Ben, I know you said you don't know how it's going to work with KD not being on the floor yet, but I'm telling you this. I've never seen KD not just be able to fit in and play basketball. It doesn't matter what system he's oh, in. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah, where absolutely. he plays. He, he's 27. He's 27, you know, 7 and 7, 27, 7 and 5 every night he's on the floor, no matter where he's at, shooting 50-plus percent from the field. So um, I just imagined Phoenix being a really, really efficient ball club when they get him healthy. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting with the West, especially – uh, you know, the reports come out that Zion reaggravated his hamstring. Uh, I think that cooks. Mm. I think that cooks New Orleans. Yeah. I, I don't see any yeah. way they can recover from that. So you're talking about this play in situation, Josh. I think Lakers top them. Um, you know, OKC is far better than I think a lot of people expected them to be. I think we all kind of knew they had young talent, but we just didn't know if they were going to mature. Uh, they're maturing, they're playing yeah. very well. So. That makes that dynamic really interesting as well. Uh, Minnesota's so up and down. I guess they're getting Cat back soon. That certainly helps. And having Mike Conley as a veteran point guard to kind of be like the leader of those guys who's already played a couple seasons with Rudy Gobert, I think is going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Golden State is Golden State. You know, it's a team that if they can somehow sneak in. And like Josh said a couple weeks ago, so we're talking about these teams. You know, the Lakers right now are 13 games out of first. But they're four games out of six. Out of six, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So crazy. It's like, well, yeah. another thing, Tim, is like crazy. teams teams four through eleven are only three games apart from each other. Right? Yeah. It's like this is so it's interesting. So crazy. Like you so, get on a four you get on a four game winning streak and a team loses a couple games, like you just leapfrog like eight teams. Like I mean, it's that crazy. Yeah, I guess uh, McMenamin said the Lakers flat out said their goal the second half of the year is to go twenty and ten. They just spoke it, and it's like, okay, let's. Let's calm it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Shaden Sharp basically said that he's like, I'm not going to do the dunk contest because I want to focus on the second half for Portland. It's like, you guys hate shit. You guys aren't going anywhere. <laughs> like, come on, Shaden. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Utah That's traded funny. away a lot of their Utah's rotation. Utah's trending backwards. Yeah, so yep. 
it's going to be interesting. I mean, I know LA plays Portland tonight um, in Portland. They're shockingly without LeBron still three point favorites, but you know, that'll be a really interesting game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see how the West shakes out and the East. I feel like we're kind of getting to the point where we know who's who and we know who it's going to be. Um, yeah. So hey, I'm, I'm, my team to watch out for in the East, I'm telling you, man, is Toronto. I know, I know that people remember I told you like all Toronto needs to do is get in a rhythm where they can um, start playing. And I, and I, and I think like I've been seeing them play some pretty close games where they've uh, they started to look like they're a little better. They've been six and four in their last 10. Um, they're right there on that cusp of getting into the, uh, you know, that six, seven, eight spot. I'd, I'd, I'd watch them. I really would. Yeah. I like them. I think uh, I, I always like them. I just like their structure. Did you guys see Harden's uh, post game interview after the game Saturday? Uh, I didn't see no, it specifically. I did not. So funny. So funny. So, you know, there's the media scrum after the game. They're in the locker room. And uh, this guy goes, what I think it's the guy from the AP goes, uh, James, did you are you uh did you suspect a year a year ago that there'd be a situation where you'd be coming to Brooklyn as the visitors locker room and Kevin and Kyrie would not be on the nets? He doesn't even think. He goes, Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there had to be some serious dysfunction in that. Because yeah. all three guys have said the same thing. It's a dysfunctional organization. It's a dysfunctional place to work but, for. They've but, all but, said the same thing. But the bullshit about that, Ben, is Durant and Kyrie got whatever they wanted. They were oh, like, absolutely. okay, we, want, we don't want Kenny Atkinson. We want him fired. Done. Yep. We don't want Jared Allen. We want DeAndre Jordan. Done. Yep. yep. Trade for James Harden. Get him in here because he needs to play with us. Done. And then they're like, nah, man, it's toxic. We don't like it here. <laughs> You know, it's, Kyrie, a, it's a terrible place to work. We get everything we want. It's terrible. Kyrie we get like coaches comes out. fired. Yeah. Kyrie comes out and he's like, I'm really glad Kevin got out of there. He really needed to get out of there. It's like, what the fuck, Kyrie? Like, this right. is like, and you can tell like Harden is like, it looks like I'm not the one that was dysfunctional after all. It looks like I'm not so crazy when I'm the right? person that asked right. out. And it's like, so awesome. Just such good TV. So wild, man. It's it's like the end of WCW when they were like, this yep. guy's in the NWO. This guy's in the NWO. These two are in the NWO. That's NWO Silver with Bret Hart and We got NWO Red and Black. Oh, uh, we got LWO. Oh, we got it all. <laughs> we yeah. know everybody. You know, everybody. I, I love the fact that there's a, there's, there's a player union, a player's union. And, you know, the players get to every so many years, they get to sit down and they get to like kind of yeah. like push for the things that they want. But, like, once that deal is done, right, I don't know how many every years it is, but, like, once that deal's done and you got to do that deal for the next however long you got set it up for, like, it's done at that point, right? So, like, right. why try to fight some of the things that, like, you guys agreed to? You know, you got your player reps over here, like, right. hey, we agree to this, 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 and this. We agree to money compensation. We agree to salary caps. We agree to, you know, this and that. And then – you try to find all these new narratives to say, like, the league is trying to control us. Um, you know, they won't let us do this. Or, I, yeah, I get all that. But, like, again, you go to a job, you say, hey, I want to get paid this much at this job to do this 
skill set. And we're like, okay, we're going to give you the max that we can possibly give you. So we need you to honor that contract. Guys get in one year and they're like, no, this ain't what I signed up for. We're like, what? Like you knew what you were walking into, right? You knew exactly what it was you were walking into. Yeah, I agree, dude. It's, um, it is so funny because it's like, I think we have this issue in the league and I'm not trying to get all like old man here, but it's like these, a lot of these teams just don't want to have any sort of adversity. Now I'm all for doing whatever it takes to improve your roster. I think every team should be trying to do that. That's the way to go. But it's like when things get bad, like, well, the Brooklyn thing's so funny because at one point they won 18 of 20 and they, those two were still like, nah, hell with this. But, um, you know, how many teams is like they lose six in a row or so. And it's like, well, this needs to change and this needs to change. It's like, learn to play together. Yep. Like, this is what we did. This is what we put together. This is how we made this structure. I mean, you look at Detroit right now. They're terrible. We obviously know they're really bad. Mm-hmm. But every night, whether they get beat by 30 or they win by like three or whatever the situation is, one of those young guys has something where you're like, oh, wow, that was really cool. So like Jalen Duran the other night has that incredible overtime game. I understand it's against the Spurs where they just traded their center where he scores 32. He's got a 16 or 17 rebounds and he's got four blocks. And it's like, OK, that dude's going to play in the league. And then mm-hmm. yesterday, I know they lose again, but Jay Nivey looks really good. It's like, OK, that guy can be. You and you have a future when Cade Cunningham comes back. Those two, you got Duran and Isaiah Stewart is like that really awesome like role player. And it's like those guys are like, yeah, we're getting our ass kicked every night, but we're learning this. You know, we're putting this together. Uh, we've talked all year about Orlando. Orlando's a good basketball team, folks. I know yep. what their record says, but they're yep. a good basketball team. Um, you know, and they're putting it together and they're learning and they don't have a star player right now by any means, but I, I think Palo Bancaro is going to develop into that. We've talked about that all year in Brooklyn. What Brooklyn managed to do in all those trades, getting rid of Kyrie, getting rid of Kevin Durant, what they managed to get back is not necessarily a contender, it, but it saved, it saved their franchise though. But a lot of really good basketball players Yep. Who are going to fight like hell? They're going to defend every single night. Yep. I, I mean, they went out there their first game. I know Mikhail didn't play, and they beat the Bulls. And the Bulls aren't shit. We've talked about this all year, but, but they got picks too. I mean, that it's it, they're saving their franchise from from total disarray and having no kind of future to now. You brought in some players that are going to play, and you got yourself some picks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what we talked about. So. Yep. Yeah. You know, who's kind of a player. You know, a player I'm kind of falling in love with basketball wise is uh, Mark Williams from the Hornets, dude. Like mm-hmm. I've watched a couple. He's he's only, he hasn't been playing a whole lot, but he's like playing really well tonight. He just blocked Trey Young's game winning shot against Atlanta, oh, wow. so that was pretty cool. I dug that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, just I got, kind of. I got two. I got two examples for you for that, and I'm just gonna go back a little bit. So. We talk about that. So LeBron, so when LeBron comes in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, he spent his first seven years in Cleveland. Right. Before he went to Miami. Now, I know a lot of people knocked him. I knocked him for the way that he that he went to Miami. Not necessarily that he went to Miami. I understand his frustration with Cleveland. He was there seven years. And I know they made it to the finals with a team. But, like, when you go back and look at it, like, they didn't Here's build ben Wallace. They didn't build a team around him the way that like the Bulls built a team around Jordan. Right. Now, 
the Bulls did it the right way. They built through the draft. They got the guys that said, hey, we need guys to compliment him. And they built it and it worked. Cleveland, yeah. uh, I don't know what they were doing. They Here's they were ben like, hey, Wallace. Here's we, Joe Smith. <laughs> we got this guy that could potentially be the face of the league. We've had him seven years. We've not done crap to give him uh, a chance to win. Now, they had some decent players, but nobody like a Scottie Pippen right. or um, any of those role players. So he goes to Miami, right? They build a team, win a championship. I, I don't know if I if I I don't know if I if I really, really, really look at LeBron and say, you know what, man, you didn't try because you were there seven years. Like, give me some help. The second example I have, though, is OKC, where they did build through the draft. They did go to the finals and lose. And I said, you know what? This team could be special for a whole lot of years. And what happened as soon as they lost in that finals? James Harden left to go to Houston. Right. Yeah. They couldn't keep him. Huh? For, yeah, for they Jeremy couldn't keep Lamb. him. And then the next year, KD and Durant lost to Memphis. Um, and then the next year they lost, and then KD's like, I'm out. Because he's like, I can't play with this guy the way he like, – adversity, they couldn't handle it, right? They're like, yeah. send me out, send me somewhere else. I would have loved to see that team stay together and say, you know what, what can you three guys do on this team built the way that you are? How many titles can you win? Can you beat the Spurs? Can you beat Golden State? Can you beat Miami with this team you got constructed on top of having Serge Ibaka and Steven Adams? And I mean, do they, they had a roster upon roster. Roberson. Roberson. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a roster. Cephalosha. Like they were yeah. loaded. Yeah. And, and I agree. They, they couldn't handle the adversity and they, they were like, we dip, like we're out. And then all of them went somewhere else with the exception of KD. KD found a spot where he was like, this is a, this is a spot I can fit in, be low key, do what I do, win a couple of chips, and head out. The other two have struggled in that spot. You know, they wanted money and fame, and they left instead of saying like, "Hey, let's figure out how to win together." And then you yeah. got the Spurs. And you got the Spurs who's like, you know what? Hey, we put our big three together, we stay together. Let's win five chips. <laughs> right. And that's like my point about you know, as I, as we all know, I I can't stand the Celtics, but. You got to give these guys props. You got to give that organization props. You got to give Brad mm-hmm. Stevens props for being like, okay, so these two, we're building around these two guys. We're not trading these guys anywhere. We're bringing guys to play with them. So let's draft Robert Williams late in the first. Let's draft Grant Williams late in the first. Let's trade for, let's draft Marcus Smart. Let's trade for Derek White. You know, and it's like every move they make, let's trade for Malcolm Brogdon. And I think, you know, I really admire and appreciate it. Brogdon for them is fantastic. Awesome. It's so good. I think he's got, I think he's up, I think he's in his 30s tonight, like point wise. I believe it. Whatever they're doing right now. Yeah. It's, uh, they're fun, man. And so, and I think, I think the Bucks do a good job in roster building too. I think they're a really prime example of that. But we could go on this forever. We still have other topics to get to. I do want to talk real quick. So, kind of the buyout stuff coming out. Uh, some of the conversations you're hearing. So Danny Green, I guess, did sign a deal to go back to Cleveland for a year. Love okay. that. Love that fit. Yep. Love it. Uh, Terrence Ross apparently will be joining the Suns. I guess he was going to be joining Dallas. And I think the, I said Phoenix swooped in was like, no, dude, we need you here. You know, I'm a big, 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 big fan of Terrence Ross. Yeah, that's a big um, get for them, too. I mean, not to say, I mean, of course, 
that's a team that just got Kevin Durant, but that's I like Terrence Ross on that on that roster. <laughs> yeah, they got to fill out bench players from all the things yeah. they gave up. So, and yeah. then um, I guess the rumor is Utah's going to buy out Westbrook, and it sounds like the Bulls are a potential fit for him. And uh, it makes no sense for the Bulls or for him. I can't tell you how much I hate it, Josh. I just can't tell you. I uh, absolutely hate it. But you saw my video I sent to you guys the other day. Like, this is how I feel as a Bulls fan right now. And I showed you Benny the Bull, like, running into the dude in the in the stands <laughs> with the popcorn and just barreling him over. Like, that that trade doesn't help the Bulls, nor does it help Westbrook try to win. Like, you're just taking on money at that point to be like, what? So, he'll get bought out, so they'll only pay, like, two mil. But still. Go Pelgrim, say, yeah, there. But still, like. There's there's no benefit to that basketball wise. So you're at a point right now where you know your team sucks. We've talked about this all year. Obviously, this team's terrible. They're an embarrassment. They're a disgrace. The fact they did nothing at the trade deadline is even worse. Uh, like Cleveland, I explained last week. I was frustrated that first the Cavs didn't make a move, but I thought more and more about it. I looked more into it. And I was like, you know what? They have their core. Yeah. They they know who yep. they are. So fine. You know, you can you can. You got money because you have all those guys on small contracts, except for, I think, Garland and Mitchell. Um, Mobley's rookie contract, you still have him under control for a couple more years. You know, yep. Coro, et cetera, so on and so forth. Fine. I think Danny Green's a really good guy for them, a three-point shooter off the bench. He's a veteran. The Cavs are probably going to have home court advantage if things keep shaking out the way they are. Um, cool. I dig it. But with the Westbrook thing, if that's if the Bulls are the case in the situation there, um, there is no need. There's just nothing there. I mean, right now, this is a team that's losing as we speak to the Magic, which I go, I just gave the Magic credit for being a good basketball team is putting it together. But that's not the team you're supposed to lose to. You should not yeah. have lost to that Brooklyn Nets team who didn't have majority of those players ready yet. You know, I know they had Dinwiddie. I know they had DFS. But their best player wasn't there that night, and you guys got the break speed off you. Like, Mikhail Bridges is being interviewed on the sideline during that game. And you guys mm-hmm. lose to them. He's not even on the floor. He's their best player. That's your that's your Levine stopper. And you guys right. can't beat these guys. That's embarrassing. It's a freaking joke. And now you're like, oh gosh, you know, our Carter Service comes out and he's like, we were we tried. We tried. you didn't try. You didn't try. Look, we all saw the reports. The three picks, Derek Rose and Quentin Grimes for Zach Levine. Maybe that doesn't help your team this year, but this is gone. This is gone. Your best asset is in Orlando. They're going to get that pick. Yep. So this was your situation where you could have made this better. That got your situation better. At that point, maybe you say, maybe we want to build around DeMar. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But at least said you have an angle. This team has no angle. They have no direction. So Russell Westbrook does not make that better. What do you bring him in for? We're going to make a fight for the play-in. Why? Why? You're not hosting a play-in game at that. You're not close to that situation. So, like, what are you going to do? Like, bring Russell Westbrook in to potentially win the play-in and get your ass kicked by Milwaukee or Philly or Boston? Um, yeah. It, it's a stupid franchise. I, I, I'm I, not one to give up on teams. But there's a lot of me that's like, do I even want to pay attention to this bullshit basketball organization anymore? Like I said, last year, last year when they made all the moves was the first time I was excited since we me had too. Derek Rose. Yeah, um, me too. Before he right before he went down and and like they messed all that up somehow. Not I, hey, maybe not following through with the uh, with the physical, realizing that Lonzo was hurt more than what he really was. Um, you you get Caruso off the deal, free agent. Like your team was built ready to go. We thought you drafted well with Pat 
you know, and, and with Williams and all that. And here we are, same old Bulls, like <laughs> pick yeah. gone. You're not, you're like, yep. be like Utah, be like OKC, like get yeah. draft picks. Be like Sacramento. I mean, but, majority of that team they drafted and then they traded for Sabonis and now look where they're at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, earlier, um, my bad, dude. I, I I was thinking of Jalen Brunson when I said Brogdon. Jalen Brunson's the one that's balling out tonight. He's got 36. He's my dude. I love I love those Villanova kids, and I love that they're all playing for the Knicks. Except for Archie Dock, and I was a Villanova kid, and he got traded for Josh Hart, which is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's just kind of goofy. And I don't know. I think this buyout market's going to be interesting because there are a couple teams that have spots left. Patrick Beverly was released to like Orlando yesterday. Uh, sounds like I really thought they keep him. Yeah, right. He just really fits. The, he really fits the timeline. He really right? fits what they're doing right now. Uh, Reggie Jackson got bought out. It sounds like there's a potential for him to go to Dallas. Yeah, I which, did see that. Which that's not you know that's not he a got bought out by Denver. Uh, Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte. I thought De- I thought he was I thought Denver was trying to pick him up. That's why I said. That. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, Josh. You're absolutely right. I thought it was Dallas that mentioned it. It was a D Western Conference team. So, um, I think someone is San Antonio buy anybody out? Because I know they got Devontae Graham, but they were planning. On I have a, up. I have a question. Um, question. <laughs> why did Denver? I, I know there was some grumbling, right? But Denver got rid of Bones Highland to go to the Clippers. But then the Clippers got rid of Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson for Reggie Jackson to potentially go to Denver. And like John Wall. And John Wall. Like, Reggie Jackson and Denver, to me, is an upgrade from Bones Highland. I know that sounds weird. Like, Bo- like Bones is barely shooting 40% from the field right now. Like, I know he's a high-energy guy. Like, you like him. He seems like he's an and-one type guy. But, like, you can't sustain in the NBA shooting 40% from the field. Like, at some That's point, great. like you got to knock down shots. Reggie yeah. Jackson's proved in the playoffs. Like, if you put me in a situation where I got to be the guy, like, I can I can be the guy for a game or two and build a bridge between somebody else playing bad or somebody not being there until they get back. He proved that with the Clippers when Ty Lue had him and they made that deep run in the playoffs. So why do you get rid of a guy like that? I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I liked everything they did except for that was kind of weird to me because – yeah. You know, who's their starting point guard? Is it going to be Bones? You know, I don't, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, guess they, that's why know, they were all lobbying for Westbrook to come there. I guess in the half court, it doesn't necessarily matter, right? You can just run Paul George at the one and kind of have him play make. But like, on, you know, other than that, it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. It's kind of goofy to me. But I just want to reiterate real quick again. I absolutely love Danny Green going back to the Cavs. I think it's awesome. I think it's a really good fit. I think that team, you know, I've told you guys all year, I think they have potential to be in the Eastern Conference Finals and upset one of those teams above them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if it works out right now, they're playing Boston in the first round. Maybe I'm a little wrong there. (laughs) Maybe that's not the right answer, (laughs) Tim. But, you know, if they get to, like, that three seed maybe and they got to play whoever. But, Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. So guys, mm-hmm. we are coming up on All Star Week weekend, and we are kind of and this is your it's in Salt Lake City, Utah. They are doing the draft right before the game. Do you guys like that? I kind of hate it. No, nah, I'm not a fan. 
No, I'm kind of done with the draft. Honestly. I, I was telling somebody the other day, man, I feel like I'm going to the Y, right? Yeah. And like 15 dudes walk in and we're like, hey, man, we got to pick a squad and get out on the floor. Let's roll. Like, that's how I feel like it is right now. Like, winner stay, losers got to pick another team. Like, church versus skins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I mean, I'm sure like the players probably are like, yeah, we get to play with some of the guys from the East and some of the guys from the West and uh, what have you. But like, I don't know, man. I'm with you, dude. I told you, I want to go back to like, I wish Sean was here because I want to go back to, you know, you have point guard, shooting guard, power yeah. forward, center, small forward, and go back to the old school all-star unis or like you wear your whites. We wear our darks. Yes. You wear your own, you wear yeah. your own yes. uniform in the game. <clears throat> the only thing they've done in the all-star game that makes sense that I love that happens every single game from here on out is the Kobe rule at the end of the four in the fourth quarter. I agree. That makes like you that. have to play basketball. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm with you. Um, do you think this year? Well, shit, we don't even know the rosters ever since they started doing the captain's picks. I do kind of like that part. Um, no, I lied. I don't really, but um, LeBron is not lost when he's got to pick his team in this all-star game. So I guess this might be the year he does because he has no idea who he's going in with and all the injuries. Um, I'm excited for Anthony Edwards to start in the all-star game. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really cool. He's starting. But I think it was, no, was it him? De'Aaron Fox? No, it was Fox. I'm sorry. Fox marking in. And uh, who the hell was the other alternate? They, they promoted the starter, but Anthony Edwards made the team after all the injuries. Yeah. So anyway, Let's start with the dunk contest because who the fuck is the, are these guys? <laughs> well, uh, if, if, Ken, if Kenny take... Martin Jr. can at least replicate some of his dad from college, we might be okay. Yeah. So uh, that's not all I got. Uh, Mac McClung of the Delaware Bluecoats, Kenyon Martin Jr., Trey Murphy, and Jericho Sims. Guys, I think we can officially call the dunk contest dead on arrival. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll take guys that I'm not interested in watching dunk for 400, Alex. This is uh, this is gonna be um, the least watchable dunk contest I think we've ever seen. I, I you know, I don't know. Yeah, They're, they they got to figure either 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 get some good guys in it or just get rid of it. Um, you. I don't know. It's kind of making a mockery of it. Now, again, again, I mean, some of those guys may show up and 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 be show out and do incredible things. But you know, I, I just think that the the slam dunk contest draws on names, right? Like Levine, Gordon, guys that you knew could put things together. Um, you know that that was the big draw for the dunk contest was having guys that you knew. Could could get the job done, have name recognition, uh, and it be and it be something fun to watch. You know, nobody. I don't think anybody's really gonna watch or want to watch Mac McClung do another three sixty one meal. Like I, yeah, I, double palm. Yeah, like I'm just. I don't think there's anybody that's. I mean, unless he's got something creative or things he wants to do, I don't know. It's gonna be hard to watch. I'm saying, I'll watch it. We know we know the guys that we want to see in the dunk contest. If 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 we could have our wish, it would be Ja, right? Zion, yep. 
right? You probably want the Levine and Gordon back in it. Yeah. Just even though, I mean, I thought Gordon was like old and rough. Like Gordon's still like in his 20s. Like, <laughs> yeah, he still got bounce. Um, those four specifically are the guys I would want to see in it. And then I'm sure there's a couple guys I can't think of off the top of my head has got some serious bounce. But yeah. those two gave us the most iconic dunk contest of the last 10 years, maybe even longer than that. Um, and then we already know what Ja can do. He's almost postered every guy in the league so far. Uh, right. And then just to see what Zion can do. Um, Get injured? Probably. Eh, maybe. But if you guys could add two more guys to it, who would it be? Jaden Ivey. I think it's a perfect way to launch him into the universe. It's like this could be one of our stars. Um, mean bounce, mean bounce, and f it. I bring John. I bring Donovan Mitchell back. Oh, okay. that's a good one. That's a good one. I would agree with those. I would like to see Jaw. Uh, you know, usually guys that are good, explosive in-game dunkers though have a hard time being creative. Yeah, um, that's true. Which is crazy because so, they're creative on the fly in the game. Right. In the game, it, it looks cool. Yeah. Like, the, you know, I think the biggest pain we'll ever have is the fact that LeBron never did it. Dude, I was going to say that, man. If if just, just as a gift to the people, I would love to see LeBron just be like, you know what? I'm just going to get him one. I, I don't even want to compete. I just want to see LeBron's three best dunks. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You don't even have to be in the competition. Just be like, hey, these are my three best dunks. This is what I'm doing. Here you go. I don't need no score. I don't need nothing. Like, here we go. I'm just going to throw him out. Yeah. I mean, he does in his kid's AAU line, so he might as well do it, you know. Right. Come out, have yeah. some fun. Yeah. So the three-point contest, I guess, is not completed. This feels like they're behind the schedule, and they're like, they are oh, crap, I forgot to do my homework. <laughs> oh, so, we got to have the three-point contest. Let's, what are we supposed to do? So here's the days announced so far, and here's some rumored participants as well. So announced so far, we have Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons of the Blazers, and of Ben's Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, and Buddy Heald. Rumored to also join are Laurie Markin of the Jazz, Malik Beasley of the Lakers, and Kevin Herter of the Kings. Um, and there's, there's supposed to be eight, so there's supposed to be one more name that also has not been mentioned yet. I guess Anthony Edwards was mentioned at one point, which is kind of funny to me. Oh, that's uh, the other guy I would want to see in the dunk contest. Oh, that, yeah, you're right. That is who you're it is right, right there. You're absolutely right, Josh. I agree. But with these names, um, I feel like they should treat the three-point contest the way baseball treats the home run derby. Like, this should be that. And I think that these names are much better than what we have for the dunk contest, at least. So, you know, Buddy Heald's won this before. He's shooting 42% from the field this year. I think he has the most three-point attempts this season in the NBA. I got my money on Kevin Herter. I was just about to say, man. Um Malik Beasley might have some newfound love in that Laker jersey. He might be fired up. I don't know. Maybe Larsa Pippen will be in attendance. So, you know, that could be helpful. <laughs> Allegedly, folks. Allegedly. Touche, Tim. Touche. Uh, my guy, my guy, Ben's guy, Tyrese Halliburton. I'll never, I'll never bet against him. Yeah. So. Bro, I'm still, I'm still like like cheesing over the fact that on his Twitter page, he made Wally Zerbiak his like, oh, picture. Oh, so good. Like, fantastic. Yeah, that's legit. Round of applause. Absolutely. I I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Markin is going to be sneaky good in this if he does participate. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I but I, I'm kind of with you, Josh. I think I think Herder is 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 the guy, the sneak sneak pick that win it all. Well, they yeah, say rumor. It says rumored. So, yeah, I don't know if he's actually going to be in it or not. But as long as he's out there and he rocks the headband, like I'm good. Right. So, did you guys see that no one's been announced yet for the skills competition? That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's like, it's like being late to do your homework. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Like. Or maybe are they trying to keep it a surprise? Uh, is is or is they just like nobody wants to do it? Westbrook's I gonna guess. do it, but no one knows what jersey he's wearing. So right, bro, he's gonna Maybe be out get... there like Will Ferrell and um, Talladega Knights. It's gonna say me on it. <laughs> like, dude, right. Oh, he ain't playing representing no team, or he's gonna have an All Star jersey on. Oh, with no <laughs> with no team logo. Just maybe they'll use the players' kids. Like maybe Bronny and Bryce will do it, and then they'll fun. have like they have like. Uh, have other other players kids do it <laughs> westbrook's you know I mean? gonna be out there with the celebrity all-star jersey on like just yeah you know what <laughs> i mean with the let's, miz let's, let's just make it make it all the way you know what i mean yeah i will tell you i have to admit i am excited about the jordan uh the jordan rising stars challenge so these are the rosters here uh darren williams team is jalen green aj griffin bones highland walker kessler trey murphy alpern shangun franz wagner Joakim Noah's team is Jalen Duran, Josh Giddy, Quentin Grimes, Evan Mobley, Jabari Smith, Jeremy Sohan, and Jalen Williams. Of course, Joakim Noah just went with all big body dudes. He just yep. went with all big body dudes. He um, sure did. Palga Sauce team is Jose Alvarado, Palo Bancaro, Scotty Barnes, Jaden Ivey, Ben Matherin, Keegan Burry, and Andrew Nemhard. I like that team. I say hey. that's probably the most balanced. Yeah. That team right there, man. Whew. And then uh, I think it's is this Jay Will. I didn't see what Jay this Jason this was, um, but he has all the G League guys. So, City Cisco, Scoot Henderson, Majaf King, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Mac McClung, Leonard Miller, and Scotty Pippen Jr. So he got all the G League Ignite guys and G League G League players. Players, <laughs> I really um, enjoyed this last year. It's fun. I enjoyed it too. I have a hard time betting against Duran, Giddy, uh, Mo- Mobley, but that Palgasal team is pretty pretty balanced. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Team Noah, Team Joakim Noah, um, they got some proven guys on there already. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Jalen Green to just, like, be, like, have the ball in his hands and not let anyone else touch it. Right. It's like, everyone set screens or get out the <laughs> way. <laughs> hey, the, be- the Jalen the Williams kid, man, he super Dude, impressed me when good. I was watching that Lakers game. Yeah, man, he was he, he hey that OKC team, man. Like I know I for agree. people who don't get to see him, I'm actually taking uh, my youngest to go watch them play the Pacers on uh, March 31st. And um, the more and more I watch them play, the more I'm like, dude, I don't these draft picks that they have, like the team that they already have in place, and when they get Chet Holmgren back, like uh, they're about two or three years away from being a legit contender with the guys they already have. Yeah. I mean, if you look at their roster, so, you know, Giddy, Shea, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams. Yeah, there's two of them, so that's why I did that. Well, there's three Williams. (laughs) Yeah. got all the Williams on one team. Lou Dort. uh, You know, like you said, Chet's going to be back. Trey Mann. Kendrick Williams coming off the bench. Isaiah Joe's been pretty good for them, surprisingly. Um I think he was also a potential rumor name for the three-point contest as well because I think he's shooting like 40-something. They just got Dario in the Darius Baisley trade. Um, yeah. 
They're good, that's a good, good basketball team right there. Yeah, that's a good basketball team that like like Josh has said, it's gonna have a lot of opportunities, whether it's through drafting or moving those picks to get better. Um I I'm excited about them. So right now they have the 12th pick. Obviously, that you know, the lottery will shake things up with because of how it works. So they're in that like Keontae George from Baylor, Jarris Walker from Houston, Anthony Black from Arkansas group. Um, which I like all those players a lot, to be honest with you. So they're going to be able to retool, and they're going to be fun uh, for a long time. But, yeah, dude, Jalen Williams had, what, six steals that game. He was just awesome. Um, I think someone, like, the people who were there at that said, like, when they were, like, doing the celebration where they were honoring LeBron, they were just in the corner and just like, all right, we, we're still playing a game. So how do we how do we, how do do we we finish this game off and get the win? And, you know, with the coach that no one knows the name of, they got something going on there. So They do, for sure. Hey, I did. I did find this out. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people knew this. Um, I did not know this, but I did find out that he was a assistant to Billy Donovan at the University of Florida. And Billy Donovan brought him to OKC as an assistant. And then he took over the team when Billy Donovan left. Interesting. That's his that's his path to the NBA being a head coach. (laughs) He is a product of Billy Donovan. And Billy Donovan can't coach his team. So, you know. Yeah, but he'll get an extension. There you go. I hate the Bulls. <laughs> All right, dudes. I think we kind of touched on everything, unless there's anything that comes to mind that you guys want to get to real quick. Um, no, nope. I think we hit it all. Awesome. I like it. So, hey, before we get out of here, I do want to go ahead and announce um, if you've seen it already. Parker Fields and Neil Meyer have relaunched our college basketball website podcast at large bid. It does have its own RSS feed. They are on Spotify. You search at with the whole like ampersand, then the whole like what you do for emails, large bid. Uh, you'll see it pop up there. So they're there. You can check that out. They've had two episodes. Now they did a really good show today, uh, breaking down Purdue's loss over the weekend and kind of break it down to do top 25. So as we're getting close to the March Madness, you want to tune in there and give them a chance and give them a follow. That would be awesome. Uh, we're here as always each and every Monday on the 48 minutes network, whether it's all of us, a few of us, we always make it work. Uh, you can check out our gear at 48 minutes, basketball network.merchmake.com. And that way, if you have any other questions, anything you can do, let us know. Nice solid five-star review goes a long way for us. Everyone. Thank you for tuning. Have a good night and we'll see you next week. Post all-star game. Yes, sir. Tim, sign off. (laughs) Tim, you out? Oh, his device disconnected.